Hello tea lovers, welcome to another episode of Just Sit, Just Sip Your Tea. I am Trevashaniko Yantranette Moran and again it's a pleasure to speak with you on today's topic. For joining Just Sip Your Tea. This is your host, Travashaniqua Leontrinette Moran. I'm honored to have this platform to share with you. We're coming to learn that there are a lot of things that we were never told we would experience in this life. And we kind of had the responsibility of raising ourselves in a lot of ways or learning from one another. So, in that same effort, we won't stop now with a sense of community to understand that there are very common common circumstances among us that are culpable that we are capable of getting through and the power to do so actually resides right within us we just need to know that it's possible so just if your tea is an opportunity for you to sit down think on these things and be encouraged from right within this is Trevashaniqua Leontrinette Moran So happy to be here with you and enjoy today's episode because I sure will. Hello, tea lovers. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Just Sit. This is your host, Trevashaniqua Leontrinette Moran. And again, it's a pleasure to be here with you on your lunch hour, approximately 2.07 Pacific Standard Time. For those of you who may be getting off work on the East Coast in the Central Standard area, I also appreciate you taking your time out to listen to me on your way home from work or picking up the kids or grocery shopping or whatever it is that you have to do in your hustle and bustle. Today we're going to be discussing the beauty of taking in your purpose taking in your purpose with a big spoon right like like a big spoon like like ice cream big spoon I remember when I was younger my great-grandmother she's an amazing cook oh my goodness and um she always had these spoons that I never actually saw in anyone's normal cutlery collection like, her spoons were always grandiose, like like Grand Baroque-style china set spoons. And they were huge, but they looked like normal spoons, but they were just way too big. And I really like them because I like to eat ice cream off of them. And for whatever reason, ice cream was always better when it was on an enormous spoon. So, I don't know, like, the more spoons ice cream you can get on the spoon just the better the experience is I don't know I also have another weird thing with raisins because they're so sweet like I have to bite them in itty bitty bites I know that's so random really not I guess maybe we'll tie that in another segment but today's topic is about taking in your whole purpose with a big spoon uh, and if you're lucky a grand baroque huge giant china spoon why not? Why not let it be a Grand Baroque big old china spoon? And I, I think that's the thing. Like, that's the theme. Having your mindset prepared for your 
Grand Baroque China Set Ice Cream Spoon. How long have you been sitting on things that you've been told in your mind, in your heart, that this is what you need to do, this is, um, this is what gives you joy, this is what gives you pleasure, and you're so afraid of the criticism that's going to come from everyone around you, or you're so afraid of stepping out on um, investing in yourself that you won't give yourself the time of day. But you'll spend oodles and oodles of loose change, I call it pocket money, um, on small things that satisfy your appetite for pleasure. And I don't mean, you know, anything like burlesque appetite for pleasure. It's, it sounds so like, you know, but no. it. I mean, simple stuff like going to the movie or, or going out to eat at Applebee's when you could be going to... I mean, you know, full of the chow. I'm not saying that, you know, sometimes you don't want Applebee's. But who said you can't have full of the chow if you want full of the chow? The thing is, why do we shortchange ourselves the way that we do? Why do we only live in, like, this little bitty box? Like, why is our box so small? Like, who told us we had to have such a small box? And why do we believe them? Like, it's just a bad idea. Who made up these rules? They're stupid. They're really stupid. And I have to question myself first because I'm, I'm, I'm just getting to the point where I can actually see myself. I feel like I've been, like, not using a mirror my whole life. And I just found out what I look like. And I've been walking around looking crazy my entire life. And I don't know, I found a mirror in the street. This is my hypothetical scenario, guys. I found a mirror in the street, like in an alley, walking down the alley because, I don't know, maybe I didn't have glasses on or some crap. And which, by the way, yeah, anyway, (laughs) that's another side note. But I found this mirror. I held it up to my face and I was like, oh, my God, what is going on here? Why do I look like this? Is this what the world sees me as? And the answer is yes. Yes, darling. The world does see you this way. And surprise, you are this jacked up. But it's like, wait a minute, why didn't anybody tell me? It's almost like that friend that you have or that coworker that you're really close to. And um, you look in the mirror and you find out, ooh. You got something going on that should not be going on. Does not make you look very sophisticated at all. And you've been hanging out like all day. And they haven't told you anything about it. Especially after lunch. Ha. With something green. Mm-hmm. Bad news bears. Shaking my head, y'all. I wish you could see me. I'm shaking my head. But yeah, it's one of those scenarios. I looked in the mirror. I found out that I had not been living to my full potential. I found out that a lot of us haven't actually been living up to our full potential. And unfortunately, that's the norm. And the whole crabs in the barrel syndrome, it kind of creates an environment where we'd rather keep our friendships or our companionship or our normalcy. 
for the sake of companionship than to actually be fulfilled. I remember when I'm not um I'm not an omnivore exactly anymore. I don't know what's up with all these food analogies. Maybe because it's lunchtime. I'm trying to get y'all in the mood. <laughs> I'm trying to help y'all out. He's like, mm, I don't know what I want to eat for lunch. She'll just keep listening. She'll name something. But I'm not an omnivore anymore. I don't eat like meat meat per se, but I do have seafoods, um, you know, salmon, shrimp. I'm from New Orleans, so I don't know if I'll ever get that out of my system. But, um, and you know, obviously vegetables and starches and stuff like that, fruits. But the point is this. Um, I would crave like steak sometimes or lamb and I'd be like oh my god I have to have lamb or chocolate chocolate or cheesecake or croissants like something very specific right I'll crave it and then I'll do like all this other random stuff or Italian food hits me like that too and I can I can have that craving like tomorrow and it'll it'll come and I'll be like oh my goodness I must have Italian food. I must have chocolate. I must, must, with a capital M-U-S-T, have this food, and I won't get it. I'll beat all around Melage's barn, denying myself of said, said food. Why? Like why? I I have to ask myself this because I know that no one else is going to be honest with me. No one else really knows the answer. First of all. But why do I deny myself the simple pleasures of life? Not even just that it's expensive, that it's easy to provide. But God dog it, my body, the thing that runs my life pretty much, my central operating system said, this is what I need. This is what I desire. (laughs) Like I'm talking like a robot, like I'm supposed to be my body speaking. Yeah. this is what I need this is what I need to be happy give me this I will my I will make things happen for you to get this just give it to me at your earliest convenience right it's like being your boss's boss actually Dr. Christiane Northrup the lady that I mentioned to you guys before actually suggests that um, the body is the subconscious mind, which makes so much sense because our bodies kind of tell us what tell our, our bodies tell our mind what it wants in some in some fashion. Um, like if you're depleted in a certain vitamin or something like that, your body will be like, or if you're aching or something, you'd be like, oh my god, I need bananas. I want some bananas, or I want banana cream pie, or I want some banana pudding, or I want a smoothie with bananas, or shoot, I don't know, I want a pina colada. (laughs) Is there bananas in there? I think there is, but it doesn't really count, but still, if there was, we'll pretend. Anyway, um, your body tells you, this is what I need, and this is how you're going to give it to me. It doesn't go like through the, the long and short of it like I'm doing right now. It just gives you a simple desire. And the simple desire is potassium. It doesn't tell you like a really like thorough explanation of why it wants potassium. And it doesn't even call it potassium. It codes it with the name banana. It just says banana. And 
all your job is to just be obedient. Just go get the damn bananas. Just go get the bananas and be edified physically, emotionally, bodily from obedience to your own physical body, which is telling you what it needs, which is not separate from your spiritual body. Why are we crazy? I don't know. I don't know why we're crazy, but we've been doing this so long that it's normal. And it's like a consensus. Let's all deny what we really, really want. And let's pretend to be happy about it. Like that is the state of the world. Well, not the state of the world. That's the state of America. Hmm. Okay. Another topic. Let's change this topic, right? Let's not talk about the state of America. Okay. So, um, handling your life with a long, with a, not a long handle spoon, with a big China spoon. The big china spoon that my Grammy has. She's awesome. She's so dope. She gave me a cookbook. I lost it in Katrina, and I'm still devastated. I think about it, like, all the time. I swear, she's, like, the best cook that I ever, 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 ever knew existed. I didn't even know people could cook like that. Like, and, like... She has reach, right? Like, every person that I know that has watched her cook in some way or another makes something that is made better than anyone else that I know. It's crazy. She's a phenomenon. It's amazing. I'm just so happy that I have that gene pool in my body. Just beautiful stuff. One day I'll put it to work. <laughs> One of these days. Anyway, but... So, okay, back to the big china spoon. So, um, today I'd like you to consider the self-same thing. What are, what are you desiring to do, to have in life that you love it so much you would eat it with a big china spoon? And why aren't you? Where's your spoon? Where's your big china spoon? And if you don't have one, sometimes you just need to tell somebody. There's so many of us with more than we can handle. There's people that are hoarders in the world. There are hoarders in the world. Did you guys? Okay, so the fact that there's hoarders in the world means that, obviously, there's people going without, right? Because some people have way too much. And some people don't have enough. So if some people have way too much and some people don't have enough, not only is there an imbalance, but I think there's also a lack of communication. You know what? I know I know this from my own personal experience. Not that I'm a hoarder, but, you know, I've done some spring cleaning in my day. And I've experienced times when I looked at something and I was like, oh my goodness, oh yeah, I could save this for such and such. It got to a point where it was like, you know what? If you don't go give that to such and such, you won't throw it away. Because if you don't throw it away, it's going to be a problem. And this is the, the mommy talk I'm having with myself, like my whole little reparenting. I'm like, look, if you don't throw this away, we're going to have an issue. So sometimes you got to get real with yourself. But in the process of reparenting yourself and checking yourself for holding on to things that are no longer serving you, 
And you're saying that you're doing it for someone else's betterment. You're saying you're doing it to help someone else out. Okay, great. Do it. What does that look like? It looks like it not no longer being in your house. And it looks like that person having. So the fact that you're hoarding means that you're not fulfilling whatever your initial purpose for having said thing was. You're not doing it for anyone else. You're doing it because you're gluttonous. And the person who has not is not does not not have because there's a scarcity or because they don't know anyone who would give them because I'm sure that they know hoarders. I've been recently um, looking into a bunch of different um, psychology, um, I guess, premises and things of that nature. And I'm learning about attachment styles. One of the main things about online dating, which is something I've um, dabbled with in the past couple of years living in California, is that um, attachment styles are kind of balanced in the sense that based on your upbringing, if you have a, what they call um, anxious attachment style, meaning that, meaning that, that's my little sister, she's just texting me. Um, she just got off work and we have to catch up because we're both trying to do better. Anyway, okay, so back to you, you guys in this attachment style. So my my findings have been that being that if you are in a, if you're in a relationship or a situationship or whatever you want to call it, I, um, I would suggest you pay strict attention to the types of people that are gravitating toward you. I know from my upbringing that I had a combination of attachments, styles. Because, I mean, your girl has been all over the place. Um, yeah, I'm still trying to nail it down, you guys. Like, I'm a, I'm an enigma. <laughs> I truly am. Um, but... Most people who do online dating, who prefer to do online dating, have an avoidant attachment style, which means that they prefer to not have to deal with anybody or to pour into them emotionally. And the people who go looking for relationships on, on, online, not just for, you know, hookups or, um, you know, sugar daddies or whatever, those people are um, usually anxious attachments, you know, a.k.a. daddy issues, um, narcissistic parents, um, past abusive relationships of various kinds. Been through some type of trauma, and now you have the overwhelming um, desire to prove your self-worth which is ironic because you're saying the word self-worth, right? You're not saying it, but that's what it is. You're trying to prove your self-worth from the validation of someone who is proving theirs by denying you. Because an avoidant is going to over-detach or over-isolate himself because he's afraid of being hurt or, um, or because he's 
he feels so evolved that he doesn't have a need to um, emotionally connect in any consistent way or even um, requested way. It doesn't have to be um, anything grandiose, but listen to Dr. Christiane Northrup on um, the Hay House, I believe it was. Hay House Incorporated, um, you know, founded after um, Louise Hay, the great affirmation um, and motivational speaker, lady of all time. Um, she she was talking about um, this one lady who is having trouble with um, stating what it is that she needs from her partner. And her partner... Um, had already showed signs of having a secure attachment. So Dr. Christiane Northup admonished her to just communicate with him, to tell him exactly what it was that she needed. And based on um, a, a little synopsis of the relationship, Dr. Northup already identified that the guy would stick it out with her, would be glad to accommodate her, but it was her responsibility to communicate what it was that she needed. And because she has an anxious attachment, she's sneaking, um, she's being passive aggressive and making all these sneak attacks and um, trying to hide the fact that she's insecure about whatever isn't coming through the way that she wants it to. When the guy really doesn't have any idea of what it is that she wants. It's all about character. It's not necessarily the situation it's kind of about more about the person you're dealing with because circumstances change, but the nature, the nature of a person is what remains the same. So pay attention to the nature of people that attract to you, that are attracted to you. And if you find that you have an anxious attachment style, it's time to kind of start looking at you, not so much everyone else. They're really not um, going to fix it. They're not going to fix it for you. You're going to have to obviously do some self-work and kind of change your idea of what's attractive. Quote, unquote, bad boys. Um, it's cute in, you know, in James Dean movies and, you know, music videos, but when it's time to raise children, when it's time to, um, you know, hold your hand when you're barefoot and pregnant or when you need a break and you need somebody to wrap your feet after you got home from work or, you know, just someone to have compassion in general, somebody you can lean on and walk this life together with. You kind of want somebody who's predictable, in a sense. And not predictable, boring. Predictable, reliable. So, thank goodness for patterns. Thanks, thank goodness for psychology. Showing us that this is how this works, you guys. And um, that's my share for the day. I hope that you guys got something out of what was shared. And um, again, there will be more forthcoming you can always, always, always hit me up at sipyourtea at chemist.com. Again, that's S-I-P-Y-O-U-R-T-E-A at sign chemist, C-H-E-M-I-S-T dot com. 
and I'll be happy to discuss any topics that may be on your minds or anything um, that you guys may have a specialty on and maybe we can collaborate together and further edify everyone and um, enjoy our enjoy this community, enjoy this platform because you guys, really, what are we afraid of? Everybody's dealing with something. And how are you going to get better if you don't deal with it? And not talking about it, how has that served you thus far? Right, that part. So, thanks again, you guys. I love, 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 love what I do. And I'm so excited to have you guys as partakers in this podcast, partakers in this platform with me. And I look forward to getting to know each and every one of you. Have a beautiful day. Enjoy the rest of your lunch. And I'll talk to you guys on the next one. My mind is sharper every day. My energy is peaceful. and I can afford it easily. Abundance is my natural state of living. My laugh is my hug and my smile stay home. My God can do anything. God is love. Light attracts light. His light can never be wrong and is always right. Not giving excuses. His darkness is perfect darkness. Not taking excuses. 
He is my mother, father, sister, brother, my everything. Beating at 100%, rightly so. Nonconformist. I can do anything because I'm God. Destined for the kingdom. Already over. An eternal glorification. Yahweh is gracious at the crossroads. No man entereth in that defileth or maketh alive.